Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. What's going on, family? It's your girl, Sheree Nicole, here with another episode of Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole. And let me tell you right now. I'm excited today and I'm grateful because this interview almost didn't happen. All right. Okay. We had to do a little rescheduling in the beginning, but I'm happy to say that Kicks and Froze founder, Melissa Carnegie is here with me now. And she's the director of global communications at the award-winning multicultural hair care brand Cantu. And she's also the founder of the retail brand Kicks and Froze. It's a brand dedicated to inspiring and celebrating black women in the sneaker space. What better thing is that? <laughs> Without further ado, Melissa, thank you for being here. I'm so glad to talk to you. How's it going? How you feeling? Good, good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Like you said, we had to move some times yes. around, but I'm happy to be here. I love Atlanta, so yeah. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm happy you're here. I want to get started with you just backtracking it a bit mm-hmm. career-wise because yes. I just think you have an incredible blueprint here. And you know, even what you currently do, I think is really dope. And there may be some black women in particular who are listening to say, how did she get here? Yes. So with a particular path that you took, what was the most unique thing about it? And what do you think was the biggest um, foundational principle that you used to get to the level of success you have now? Yes, I think the part that got me here was me creating a table for myself, mm. creating a seat for myself. After college, it wasn't a lot of jobs hiring and I started blogging and I was able to still, you know, practice my writing, you know, share my love for personal style, beauty, fashion, and it picked up. People loved it. Brands loved it. And I I was received some amazing opportunities working with different hair care brands. And I partnered with Cantu and was able to work with them in a couple events. They loved what I did, asked me to become their national ambassador. So I traveled all over the world educating Mm -hmm. women on how to use the products, which products were great for their hair. And that kind of turned into a, can you just come work for us? Mm. Uh, So it's been six years. (laughs) I've been working there full time, which is awesome. They loved how knowledgeable I was on the brand. So I just created this space for myself, basically, when it wasn't any opportunities out there for me. And I had to work odd and end jobs to figure it out, but still wanted to be able to explore my creativity and, you know, stay sharp with writing. And that was the way it kind of came to life. I love that. Before I move into the hair care piece a little bit more, (laughs) you talk about creating space. And when you say blogging, I'm like, there's a lot of people out here that are blogging. And then there's a lot of people out here that think they're blogging and they're really not. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You know, for you, was there any particular period in time where you got a bit discouraged by the amount of people that were kind of in the same space that you were in as it relates to blogging? And if so, how did you kind of work through that and still stay true to what you really wanted to do? Yeah, so I feel like when I started blogging, it wasn't a whole lot of information. It wasn't a ton of bloggers. uh, So I wasn't really intimidated at first. It was just learning. Like anything I can learn, any conference I can go to, any other blogger I can network with and reach out to and meet, that was very important to me. But also as that grew and it became more popular for bloggers or Instagrammers or content creators, um, I just stayed true to myself. I didn't try to be like anyone else. Um, I stayed true to who I was, share what I love and what I wanted to do and what I was doing at the time. And I felt like my community grew because.
because of that, because I stayed true to myself. Um, so I always tell people that don't get discouraged. It's only one you. If you go down the bread aisle, it's tons of bread, it's tons of soda, <laughs> tons of ice cream. But you go, you still go, and you get the one that you want, yeah, and you sure. like. So you're everyone's different. Everyone brings their own spice and spunk and education and information. So I always stay true to being myself, and I think that helped me along the way. Yeah, speaking of that, what would you say or how would you describe your writing voice and how do you infuse that into what you do when it comes to kicks and froze and even with Cantu? Yeah, so my writing voice is just me. It's just the roundaway girl, your friend next door, your country girl from South Carolina, and that's who I am through my writing. I try not to be anyone else. Mm -hmm. So I think that helps with, you know, Others feeling like they know me. They always say, like, I feel like I know you and haven't met you. Or when they do meet me, like, oh, my God, I feel like I've known you for years because I try to keep it very conversational, even Mm -hmm. with Kicks and Froze as well. We try to keep it very conversational, very informative, very Mm -hmm. encouraging and uplifting and bringing everyone in, sharing different experiences. Yeah. Um, And I think that makes that makes you seem presentable, like not presentable, but makes you um approachable and makes people feel like they are comfortable being around you and wanting to learn more about what you're doing yeah i want to learn more about what you're doing with kicks and froze when i when i saw the pitch come through shout out to Kay, (laughs) who's here as well you don't see her on the camera but she is here um (laughs) i was like oh my god um because it it, it's niche but it's so relatable to a lot of us um black women out here for you, can you speak to just what led to the inception of Kicks and Froze? And then can you speak to the evolution of, of this brand and how you hope it continues to grow? Yeah, so I, like I said, I've been blogging, content creator. I would get a lot of women reaching out to me via DMs or Facebook messages. Like, yeah. I want to style sneakers, but I don't know how. Like, what sneakers should I start with? Where should I go to look? Am I too old to wear sneakers? I would get all tons of different mm-hmm. types of messages And I would be responding to them all evening after work or the next morning before work. (laughs) And I was like, what if I just create like an inspo page, like somewhere where they can go to get like sneaker inspiration or style inspo when it came to sneakers? Um, Think about Tumblr, but for Instagram. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you know, it wasn't a heavy lift, something I could do in my free time, something fun. Yeah. Um, And then it became very popular. Uh, Women loved it. They thanked me for it. And that sneaker ball I mentioned to you, I was going to the first year of it here in Atlanta and I wanted a conversation piece, something different that no one was going to have. So I went to Hobby Lobby, grabbed a pouch, like a canvas pouch, and I ironed on sneaker money. And I took that pouch with me and it was definitely a conversation starter. Women were like, where can I get it? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm a blogger. I'm going to show you guys how to make it on a DIY. And they're like, no, we want to just buy it. We don't want to make it. We don't want to learn how to make it. We're not crafty. We just want to purchase it. So that idea, you know, that sparked like more ideas of like, oh, my gosh, this could really be a business. I created more pouches created like a kicks and froze website and page for people to purchase them and that kind of skyrocketed everything else we have tons of merch now from pouches to tote bags to socks um to crew necks and sweatshirts t-shirts just launched our sneaker cleaner which i'm super excited about um but just starting from just wanting to create an inspo page for black and brown women in the sneaker space because i felt like we weren't represented i would Mm -hmm. share a lot of content when it came to sneakers but the the 
the brands or the companies or like the blogs or websites or sneaker yeah. news sites that were sharing women, it wasn't any women that looked like me. That's and so I felt like we brought the style, we <laughs> yeah. brought the flavor when it came to sneakers and we needed that representation. Mm. Do you feel a sense of, I don't think ownership is the right word, but maybe advocacy? Because mm-hmm. as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, there is... There's a, a mission statement that's permeating through a lot of the things that you're saying. So what level of advocacy do you carry into Kicks and Fro specifically that makes you most proud? Yeah, like I want it to be, I always tell people when I meet them or friends that help me out with Kicks and Fro's, like this is a community. This is not just me. Yeah. It's a community thing. I want everyone involved. I want others' ideas, not just my ideas. So we always, like our mission on our website is sisterhood community sneakers. Like yeah. we know that tons of women from doctors to teachers to lawyers to everyday women, we all have this one love for sneakers. Um, so we can be doing anything out in the world. And I think knowing that and helping women find that, you know, you can be comfortable and sexy and fly yeah. and all of those things um, while rocking sneakers. I think that's what I'm most proud about. Even, you know, donating to women's shelters mm-hmm. and making sure kids have sneakers or Having women understand why it's important to take care of your feet. That's other, you know, health, not being in heels all the time Mm -hmm. and foot health by, you know, wearing comfortable sneakers. So I think a lot of that, I I don't feel pressure, but I feel like it is my purpose and duty Mm. to like, you know, help women be fly comfortably and also, you know, know that it's, it's, you know, a science behind, you know, being comfortable and taking care of your feet and, you know, your health wise too. I love that. Okay. Fun question. Mm Mm-hmm. First pair of sneakers you fell in love with? All white Air Force Ones. That really? That was what started, like, wanting to keep them clean and, like, wanting them to stay crisp. <laughs> Did you do the toothbrush with, yes, the, with the soap the, and the water and yes, all that good stuff? Okay. Yes, My dad and my uncle had a concoction <laughs> under the sink. It was, like, soap in it, water, I have no idea, all types of stuff. And me and my brother would use those toothbrushes and try to, like, get our sneakers clean before school on Monday. Um, so yeah, those all white Air Force Ones were my go-to and it's what started my love Mm. for sneakers and wanted to learn more, wanted to buy more or circling them all in an East Bay book and like hoping that someone would buy them for me. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a pair of sneakers that you wanted and you were like, yo, I gotta have them. You got them and you were like, "Mm, I don't really like these like that. Um, is it? I got I'm a trying pair. to think. I usually <laughs> always, you know, try to buy sneakers that I love and that I will wear. I would say more so maybe a pair of like basketball sneakers. Yeah, I'm yeah. not I love Jordans and certain silhouettes are sleek and I yeah. feel like look really good on women. But just some of the bulkier ones, I feel if it's if it's Nike, if it's Puma, whoever it is, yeah. I purchased a few pair and I'm like Maybe the basketball sneaker, other than Jordan, isn't, like, my lane. <laughs> um, they just seem so, like, bulk. they're comfortable, but they just seem yeah. so, like, bulky on my foot. I can't figure out how to, you know, style them in a cool way. Yeah. Mine are the, the and I love Jordans. I, t- I told you I was a collector earlier. Yes. But the 13s, I just, I just like, can't no, do them. Can't. They, like you said, bulky. They're kind of yes. bulky. They're a little uncomfortable. I actually, like, yes. s- like traded a pair at a sneaker con, mm-hmm. which I've never done. But I was just like... Cause I covet Jordans. It's like even if they don't, even if they don't feel good, I get them anyway. Right, you keep right. You get I them. Said, you I got to get rid of these. I I can't do them. They I gotta go. I got rid of them. Never got another pair again. I don't know what it is. Shout out to Nike. I love y'all. I got a whole bunch of Jordans, but for whatever reason, 
That did not work that out for me. It didn't work for you. <laughs> like, no, no, thank you. Y'all have these bags. Sell them. Take them. Take them. <laughs> Give me some threes. I'm sick of y'all. Yes. Um, no, I love threes, too. Those yeah. are, like, my favorite. I was talking to someone about that. They were asking my current favorite sneaker at this moment. I'm like, a Jordan 3? I love yeah. it. I don't know where it came from. All of a sudden, I was like a Jordan 1 girl because they're so sleek. Yeah, yeah. But a Jordan 3 is my go-to now. Yeah. Too, so. I want to ask you, too. I mean, kind of, kind of like a conversation we're having right now. Mm-hmm. You guys talk about this kind of stuff all the time. Yes. You know, and and you are in a space, in a way, that is male-dominated when mm-hmm. we talk about sneaker culture. What has been the anchor for you to be able to be successful in maneuvering mm-hmm. through, you know, this male-dominated space and not only standing out, but being able to bring along other, you know, black and brown women in the process. Yes, I think men being supportive. They love mm. it. They're like, even if it's like an event for Kicks and Froze and it's like for women, they're like, can we come? Is this, when are you going to have some events where we could come? We want to support. They love, love it. They support. They uplift. They, you know, bring our names up in rooms that we aren't even a part of and in. And I think that has been like super helpful and like yeah. other women even seeing because, you know, they get intimidated sometimes, too, because it's such a male dominated feel. And they're like, yeah. Melissa, the guys support Kicks and Froze. They love it. They have on sweatshirts. I'm like, yeah, they don't play about it. So I, I think that's the part that like makes me happy and makes me easy. It feels easy to be in the space and mm. to connect with everyone in the space because the men are so like lovable and just inviting us in this space and always highlighting kicks and froze in cool ways. I love that. I want to talk a little natural hair care. Okay. Um, Cause it can be difficult. The season is now changed. Some of us are trying to get the blowouts. No shade to Kay. (laughs) She tried it maybe a little early. It rained today. Um, (laughs) But it it can be a bit of a challenge. Like I work out a lot. So sometimes it's challenging for me to maintain my natural hair. I do protective styles and things of the sort. But, you know, what kind of conversations or tips would you hope or do you hope that we have more of when it comes to just being able to maintain our natural hair? Yeah, I think just I always say like healthy hair is over long hair. You want your hair to be healthy. So making sure you take care of your scalp, making sure you take care of your ends, making sure you're drinking water. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that has an effect on your hair growth. Um, So I always 100 percent like push that and make sure women understand that but also like you said protective styling wearing protective styles being okay with that but also taking care of the hair underneath the protective style yeah, yeah. whether that's you know yeah you can rock your braids for three months but you need to rinse your scalp yeah. and, and get it nice and clean okay <laughs> and you know put some oil on it after you want to make sure you're protecting the hair under the protective style as well um so i'm always praising protective styles because we do have different i wear locks now because yeah. I just don't have time to be twisting every five <laughs> minutes, every 30 minutes, an hour. I'm like, I need something where I can work out, yeah. where I can go swimming, where I don't have to worry about my hair. So I've transitioned from an afro to a shortcut to growing it out again to mm. like in the pandemic. Like, I think I want to try mini twists to see if if locks may be my thing. And I'm like, yep, this is it. I love and I haven't looked back. So just making sure you're taking your care of yourself inside yeah. so that your hair can grow and it can flourish and you're taking care of that scalp. I love that. What's yes. the most endearing part of your hair, your natural hair journey? 
Oh, I think the flexibility of it and the being able to try different things. I'm like one day it may be straight, one day it may be curly, one day I may be in a protective style. I think that we're able to do so many different things with our hair. We can yeah. be a different woman on the next day and people are like, wait, hold on. I didn't even know that was you. Wait a second. <laughs> um, I think that's my favorite part about like black hair and our yeah. hair. Just the the versatility and being able to try new things with it and how it's a part of our style and it's a part yeah. of our persona, um, our hair and what we're going to do with it. I think people always want to see what we do next or how creative we can get yeah. um, with our hair too. Yeah. I don't want to throw shade at my mother. So mommy, if you're listening, it's not shade, <laughs> but it's, it's just going to get me to my next question. Um, and I, and I, did, I wasn't always natural. Mm-hmm. I went natural. I think I was like maybe 27. I tried. Yes. Had a lot of friends around me that were like, girl, stop getting relaxers. Like, stop doing that. And I was like, mm, I don't know. So I tried for about five months and I quit. <laughs> Got a relaxer. Me. <laughs> and then I was like, let me try one more time. But when I first said, I first told my mother, I want to stop doing relaxers. She was like, why would you ever do that? There's right. no way that's going to work. Um, and I had a community of other women in my life that said, no, go for it. You can do it. And I had a support system there again, no shade, mommy. It's just to bring me to this point. (laughs) What, what would you say to a young, to a young woman who may be kind of wrestling with like, Hey, I get relaxers all the time. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to transition out of them and go natural, but I don't necessarily know if my hair will respond right, or if I'm going to be able to take care of it, or if I'm going to feel confident as I'm moving through that transitional season, because that can look different for a lot of people. Right. What would be your advice to them? I would say, be you, be true to yourself. I was, I, you said, you know, no shade to my mom, but she gave me a relaxer <laughs> young and it, all my hair fell out mm. and I had to start over very young. So that self-confidence was yeah. instilled in me at a young age, like fifth, sixth grade when I'm transitioning to middle school yeah. and have a teaspoon of hair. Mm. Um, you have to be confident in yourself. I'm trying not to laugh, but <laughs> teaspoon of hair is funny. Yes. <laughs> so I would say like, be you, be comfortable in who you are. Try different things. That's what, that's what your hair is here for, for yeah. you to try different things. Don't get discouraged in what a family member might say or a friend might say, find your community, yeah. other women like, like around you that you know are natural and are going natural yeah. ask questions test and trial you're gonna have to test different products and try different things to see what works best for you but be you and try try it out why not yeah. why yeah. not it's healthier for your hair i feel like for healthier sure. for our scalps i know 100 because i i remember like getting relaxers like in high school and i would have like scabs on my scalp Girl, like, let me tell you why something. were we doing that a what? fool like that is it crazy. was crazy and you knew it was coming Yes, you knew, you knew it was going to burn. You know your, <laughs> your scalp was going to have sores on it. You just doing it anyway for that silky, that silky press. That literally, my hair is limp. It don't right. even have nothing going on. Nothing. It's just laying there. And I think in college, one of my, um, I found a salon in college. You know, I, I'm always a big community and like connector and like networker. So I'm going to talk to anybody and like figure it out. Yeah. So I was talking to like a couple friends and they directed me to someone on campus, my best friend, Crystal, to this day, who did hair. So I went to her and she trimmed my ends and got me cute. And then she told me about this salon I should try Mm. out. So I went to the salon and the first thing she told me was, I can get your hair straight without a relaxer. Mm. So I always tell women that you can be a straight natural. You can wear your hair straight and just not have a relaxer and train your hair to be straight, but not put those chemicals on your scalp and on your hair. So after that, it was over. I was like, what? You can't. (laughs) I would wear it straight, not have a relaxer. And then after college, I was like, I don't have her anymore. So let Mm. me figure out this curly thing. So 
it worked out. But yeah, be yourself, do you, and try it. Explore with your hair for sure. You can do it, ladies. Yes. You're looking at two women that went ahead and just, we believed and now look, God is good. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Before I let you out of here, though, Melissa, I do want to ask you, you know, on two fronts, Mm -hmm. you know, what's next that you can speak to um, for Cantu and also obviously what's next for Kicks and Froze? Yeah. So for Cantu, they're working on some like amazing things internally with some of our True and Tried products. I can't say exactly what, but be on the lookout top of the year for that. We do have a collection. We partner with Angela Stevens, who is an amazing Emmy Award winning hairstylist out of L.A. on a protective styles collection. Ooh, that's fun. So definitely check that out. It's in stores now. Walmart, Target, all your local beauty supplies. You can find it. But they have great protective style products that helps protect the hair underneath the style, underneath the style and like your braids, locks. You know, we go out, we do things, yeah. and they smell like smoke or smell like sweat. We yeah, have some yeah. good deodorizers, all that good stuff. So make sure you check out CantuBeauty.com to learn more. And, yeah, Kicks and Froze, we're promoting our cleaner, pushing our cleaner, educating women and men on our cleaner and how you can use it and why you need it in your under your sink uh, for Love your sneaker it. cleaning. And so some people may be saying, okay, Melissa, that sounds good and all, yes. but also I want to connect with you on social media. Yes website your own personal website if you have it how can they do that yes so melissa chanel all across social melissachanel.com is my website and then also kicks and froze all across social kicksandfroze.com is our website make sure you subscribe to our newsletter because our newsletter gang is the first people that know everything so any new merch we have any sneakers that are dropping any surprise drops that we want to let our people know about it's all within that newsletter, so make sure y'all subscribe. I love it. You all, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you support. This is what happens when a reschedule. The yes. stars align on a good old reschedule. Melissa, thank you so much. It's been an honor to chat with you. Yes. All the best. Thank you so much for the support. I appreciate it. Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole is produced, hosted, and edited by none other than yours truly, me, Sheree Nicole. To watch, listen, like, and or subscribe to this episode or previous episodes, you can go to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Have an amazing week. Talk to you soon. Peace. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter.